On this episode of our podcast, we're diving into the world of recommendation systems and evaluation metrics. Specifically, we'll be discussing the use of normalized discounted cumulative gain or NDCG as an offline evaluation metric for top-end recommendation. That's right. Tom, when it comes to evaluating recommendation systems, there are typically two approaches. The first is through online experiments, which are considered the gold standard. But conducting these experiments can be costly and time-consuming. That's where offline evaluation procedures come in handy. Absolutely. Offline evaluation allows us to approximate the outcome of an online experiment without actually running one. And one widely adopted metric for offline evaluation is normalized discounted cumulative gain or NDCG. Normalized discounted cumulative gain measures the quality of a ranked list of recommendations by considering both relevance and ranking position. Higher NDCG values indicate better performance. Exactly. But here's where things get interesting. In this paper, the authors take a critical look at using NDCG as an offline evaluation metric and question whether it accurately approximates the gold standard outcome of an online experiment. Right. They delve into how DCG is derived from first principles and highlight where it deviates from its traditional uses in information retrieval. One interesting finding they present is that normalizing the metric renders it inconsistent. Meaning even when DCG is unbiased, ranking competing methods by their normalized DCG can invert their relative order. That's really thought-provoking. It raises questions about the practical utility of using normalized DCG as an evaluation metric for recommendation algorithms. Written and edited by Fan Minhok. Upbeat jingle playing. Hey, Tom here. Have you ever wanted to experience weightlessness without leaving Earth? And this is your host, Jen, reminding you that our podcast is brought to you by Galactic Floats, the Astro Inflators. That's right, folks. Galactic Floats uses cutting-edge technology to give you the feeling of floating in outer space. But be warned it's not like any ordinary flotation tank. Absolutely. Each Astro Inflator is specially designed in the shape of a celestial body. You can choose from the Saturn Sunrise, the Venus Vortex, or even the Pluto Plunge. Demoted but still cool. Picture yourself drifting among the stars inside the Saturn sunrise, surrounded by glowing rings and glittery water that makes every float feel like an intergalactic journey. Or take a dive into the Venus vortex, its warm water mixed with bubbles creates a swirling effect. That'll make you feel like an astronaut caught in an otherworldly whirlpool. And for all those who enjoy being underdogs, we have the Pluto plunge, complete with icy cold water and tiny floating snowflakes for a bone-chilling cosmic adventure. Jen. Whispering. Pust. 
I heard they also serve freeze-dried ice cream after each session. Tom. Whispering. Freeze-dried ice cream? Sign me up. Both hosts laughing. Listeners. Remember to mention our podcast when booking your galactic float at any participating astral spa. Location. Jen. Interrupting. Because our listeners get 10% off their first flotation experience with promo code SPACECAST10. Tom and Jen together. Enthusiastically. So come on down to Galactic Floats for an out of this world unwind. It's like a spa. In space. Joyful jingle fades out. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tech Talk. The podcast where we break down complex topics in technology and make them easy to understand. I'm Tom, your host. And I'm Jen, your co-host today. We have an exciting topic to discuss, a transformer-based approach for Arabic offline handwritten text recognition. This is a fascinating paper that explores the challenges and solutions in recognizing handwritten Arabic text. That's right. Jen. Handwriting recognition is a critical problem in pattern recognition and machine learning. With applications ranging from document digitization to autonomous vehicles. But recognizing handwritten Arabic text poses unique challenges due to its cursive nature and context dependency. Absolutely. Tom. Existing approaches typically use convolutional neural networks for image feature extraction and recurrent neural networks for temporal modeling. However, these methods have limitations when it comes to parallelization and language modeling. That's where this paper comes in. The authors propose two alternative architectures, the transformer transducer and the standard sequence-to-sequence transformer for Arabic offline handwritten text recognition. These architectures address the issues of parallelization and language modeling while achieving higher accuracy. The transformer transducer architecture is especially interesting because it combines visual and language features when predicting the output. By using attention mechanisms instead of recurrent neural networks, this architecture allows for more efficient and parallel image recognition. And that's not all. Jen. The authors also leverage pre-trained transformers for both image understanding and language. Modeling reducing the need for extensive training data. They even develop a synthetic dataset. Comprising images generated from Arabic texts to enhance training. Jen. That's quite impressive, Tom. And the results speak for themselves their proposed method outperforms. Current state-of-the-art approaches for recognizing offline Arabic handwritten text without complex. Pre-post-processing steps. Tom. It's incredible how advances in deep learning architectures like transformers are revolutionizing the field of handwriting recognition. This research not only contributes to the development of better OCR systems but also has implications for other languages and scripts. Jen. Absolutely. Tom. It's a prime example of how technology can break barriers and overcome challenges to improve our 
daily lives. We'll dive deeper into the details of this paper, including the proposed architectures and evaluation results. In the upcoming segments of this episode, Tom. So stay tuned as we unravel the intricacies of a transformer-based approach for Arabic offline. Handwritten text recognition. If you're interested in pattern recognition, machine learning, or just fascinated by how technology can decipher handwritten text, this episode is for you, Jen. That's right, Tom. So grab your favorite beverage, sit back and get ready to expand your knowledge with another enlightening episode of Tech Talk. Stay tuned. Outro music. Upbeat music playing. Welcome back to the Tom and Jen show. Brought to you by our fantastic sponsor Nano Dragon Delights. Are you tired of the same old boring snacks? Well, get ready for a flavor explosion because Nano Dragon Delights are here to shake things up. These itty bitty dragons may be small, but they pack a punch. That's right, Jen. Each tiny dragon is hand-fed a special diet of jalapenos and wasabi. They breathe fire that gives your taste buds an adventure they'll never forget. And don't worry folks. We've got safety precautions in place. These little guys have had their flames dialed down so it's like getting kissed by a sparkler. Rather than engulfed in dragon fire. Plus, Nano Dragon Delights come in all sorts of flavors. From fiery fajita to spicy snickerdoodle. There's something for everyone. If you're tired of regular-sized snacks, give your taste buds something they won't believe with Nano Dragon Delights. Just remember folks, these little munchies may be cute as buttons but don't let them near your pets or children. Unless you want them breathing fire too. So channel your inner medieval knight and visit nanodragondelights.com today. Tiny dragons with big flavors await. Music fades out. Well folks, I guess now we know what Bill Murray meant when he said so I got that going for me in Kadishak, Jen. Laughs. That's right Tom. And let us not forget our sponsors wise advice. If life throws fiery breathing miniature dragons. At you. Make s'mores. Both hosts burst into laughter. Welcome back to another episode of Podcast Name. I'm your host, Tom. And as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Jen. How are you doing today, Jen? Hi, Tom. I'm doing great and I'm really excited about the topic we have for today's episode. It's a fascinating paper titled Universal and Transferable Adversarial Attacks on Aligned Language Models. Now, I know that title might sound a bit complex, but don't worry listeners, we're here to break it down for you in an intuitive way. That's right, Jen. In this paper, the authors discuss a new method of attacking language models that are designed to align their responses with human values. These models are commonly used in chatbots or virtual assistants to ensure they provide helpful and safe responses. However, before we dive into the details of the paper and its findings, 
Let's take a moment to explain what aligned language models are for our listeners who may not be familiar with them. Great idea. Aligned language models are designed to generate responses that align with human values. They do this by being trained on large data sets that contain examples of desirable behavior as well as explicit alignment instructions. Exactly. The goal is to train these models so that they produce appropriate and safe responses when interacting with users. However, the authors of this paper explore how these aligned language models can be manipulated to generate objectionable content or harmful behaviors. Right. And they specifically focus on addressing two important aspects of adversarial attacks. Universality and transferability. Universality refers to the ability of an attack method to work across multiple prompts or queries, instead of being specific to just one case. That's correct. And transferability refers to the ability of an attack method developed for one model to work on other models as well. This is important because it means that these attacks can be effective even on models that were not specifically trained against them. Absolutely. Tom, the authors propose a new method for generating these adversarial attacks. And they demonstrate that their approach is both universal and transferable across different language models. They achieve this by finding a specific suffix that can be added to various queries to maximize the probability that the model generates an affirmative response rather than refusing to answer. And what's really interesting is that these adversarial prompts generated by their approach are transferable across different models. This means that even black box models, those which have not been specifically trained against adversarial attacks, can be susceptible to these manipulations. This has significant implications as it raises important questions about how we can prevent language models from generating objectionable information. The authors demonstrate the potential misuse of these models and the need for robust defenses against such attacks. Absolutely. Tom, and throughout this episode, we'll dive deeper into the paper, discussing the key elements of the attack method, the optimization process involved, and the results they obtained. We'll also touch upon ethical considerations and potential impacts of this work. So stay tuned, folks. We have an enlightening episode ahead where we unravel the complexities of adversarial attacks on language models. But before we jump in, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Advertisement break. And we're back. Now that we've set the stage for today's discussion on adversarial attacks on aligned language models, let's start by understanding some of the key technical aspects presented in this paper. That sounds great. Tom, to begin with, let's talk about how they optimize their attack using what they call greedy coordinate gradient. GCG. Search. This method allows them to find the best replacements for tokens in the prompt in order to maximize the chances of generating objectionable behavior. Right. Jen. And what's really interesting is that their attack method doesn't require any knowledge about pay. 
Internals of the language models they're targeting. It's a black box attack that can still be effective. That's correct, Tom. They demonstrate this by showing their attacks are successful on various models, including both open source and proprietary ones. This highlights the transferability of their approach and raises concerns about general vulnerabilities across different language models. Absolutely. Jen. The results they obtained show that even models with different architectures and training methodologies can be susceptible to adversarial attacks. This has implications for not only developers but also users who interact with these models. Definitely. Tom. And it's worth mentioning that this research is important not only for highlighting these vulnerabilities but also opening up discussions around how to mitigate them and develop more robust defenses against adversarial attacks. Absolutely. Jen. At the end of the day, it's crucial to ensure that language models are aligned with human values and provide safe and reliable responses. This paper sheds light on potential challenges in achieving that goal and calls for further research in this area. That sums it up perfectly. Tom, we hope our listeners found this discussion on universal and transferable adversarial attacks on aligned language models informative and thought-provoking. Stay tuned for future episodes where we'll continue exploring exciting topics related to artificial intelligence. That's right. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to reach out to us through our website or social media channels. Thank you all for tuning in today. And until next time. Closing Jingle. Upbeat music playing. Welcome back, folks. We have a special sponsor today that's truly in a league of its own. That's right. Tom, get ready to have your taste buds tickled and eardrums dazzled by the one and only celestial. Saxistrants. Picture this. People, you enter a restaurant where the air is filled with soulful saxophone tunes floating from above. While you explore an otherworldly menu. Talk about music to your stomachs. How about trying their signature dish, Stardust Stir Fry? It's cooked under the guidance of cosmic chef maestros using ingredients harvested from distant galaxies. Trust me, it tastes out of this world. And don't forget to order their exclusive nebula noodles, each strand infused with ethereal harmonies that make every bite melodic. Just watch out for those high notes when slurping them up. For dessert lovers, they've got the harmonious cheesecake parfait, layers upon layers of creamy goodness paired with celestial sax solos serenading your sweet tooth into blissful submission. But wait, there's more confectionery enchantment, behold the tutti fruity tart tornado twirling on the plate as if being played by angels themselves. Be amazed as fruits and flaky crust merge into culinary symphony. Jen. Whispering. Hey Tom. Did you see those dancing napkins? Tom. Whispering. I sure did Jen. At Celestial Saxostrons. Even Tableware knows how to groove.
Those napkin moves will rock your socks off. Voiceover whispering seductively. Celestial saxostrons, dining experiences so heavenly that Mozart himself would trade his wig for. Just one bite. Jingle starts playing. Both. So, dear listeners, if you want your taste buds to reach for the stars while your ears are treated to hauntingly beautiful sax melodies, head over to Celestial Saxostrons today. Just remember folks, Celestial Cuisine waits for no one. Make your reservations before aliens snatch up all the tables. That's right, Celestial Saxostrons. Where food and music collide in an intergalactic symphony of flavor. Music fades out. Alright folks, we'll be right back after this short break. Stay tuned for more heavenly vibes on our award-winning podcast. Woo! I could use some tutti-frutti-tart tornado right now. Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. And today, we have a fascinating topic to delve into. We're going to explore the world of algorithmic Gaussianization through sketching. Converting data into sub-Gaussian random designs. That's a mouthful, Jen. But don't worry. We're here to break it down and explain it in an intuitive way. Absolutely. So. Let's start with the abstract of the paper by Mihal Direzi, NSKI from the Department of Electrical Engineering and Computer Science at the University of Michigan. According to the abstract, algorithmic Gaussianization refers to a phenomenon that occurs when using randomized sketching or sampling methods to create smaller representations of larger datasets. These sketched representations exhibit robust performance characteristics similar to those observed in sub-Gaussian random designs, which is a powerful statistical model for data distributions. That's interesting. So, the paper focuses on providing an algorithmic framework for converting data into sub-Gaussian random designs using sparse sketching operators. The goal is to efficiently construct data sketches that are nearly indistinguishable from sub-Gaussian designs. Exactly. And they achieve this by leveraging a sketching technique called leverage score specified. Less. Embeddings. These embeddings allow them to construct sketches that closely resemble sub-Gaussian designs while maintaining computational efficiency. And what's really exciting is that this framework enables them to adapt strong statistical guarantees and precise asymptotics from sub-Gaussian designs into their sketching framework. This means they can apply these guarantees and results to tasks like least squares regression and covariance estimation. It's really impressive how they were able to provide an algorithmic solution for introducing sub-Gaussianity into data distributions while leveraging abundant and cheap data available in many domains. Absolutely. And their main result, as stated in Theorem 1 of the paper, shows that many sparse sketching methods, like less embeddings and uniformly sparsified sketches, can produce data sketches that are very close to sub-Gaussian random designs. That's right. 
and by utilizing the Hansen-Wright inequality and total variation distance. They prove that these sketches exhibit properties similar to sub-Gaussian random designs. This is really groundbreaking work that expands our understanding of algorithmic Gaussianization and its applications in various statistical models. Definitely. Jen. The implications of this research are far-reaching and can have a significant impact on fields like machine learning, statistics, and data analysis. Absolutely. And in this episode, we're going to dive deeper into the concepts discussed in the paper. We'll explain algorithmic Gaussianization, sketching techniques like less embeddings, and how these methods can be applied to tasks like regression and covariance estimation. So stay tuned as we unravel the complexities of algorithmic Gaussianization through sketching. Get ready for an enlightening and entertaining discussion. That's right. So grab your favorite beverage. Sit back. Relax. And let's embark on this exciting journey together. Background music fades. Podcast intro music starts. Welcome back to our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. And today we're diving into a fascinating subject. Algorithmic Gaussianization through sketching. Converting data into sub-Gaussian random designs. We'll break down the complexities of this topic into an intuitive conversation so that everyone can understand it better. That's right. So let's start by delving into what algorithmic Gaussianization means and how it relates to randomized sketching or sampling methods. Jingle. And so the podcast begins. Podcast outro music fades. Upbeat jingle plays. Hey there, listeners. You know, sometimes life can feel a bit mundane. But fear not. Our podcast is now sponsored by Levitating Marbles Inc. That's right. Tom, Levitating Marbles Inc. is here to levitate your fun to a whole new level of weirdness. Have you ever wanted your marbles to do more than just sit on the ground? Well, hold on to your socks because these marbles defy gravity. Picture this, you're having a dinner party and your guests are bored out of their minds. Suddenly, boom, you whip out those levitating marbles and watch as everyone loses their minds. It's like having regular marbles but with superpowers that no one saw coming. And let me tell you something else. These levitating marbles can revolutionize cleaning. Cleaning? Really? Absolutely. Just let them loose in the room and watch as they magically lift all the dust off every surface. Who needs a vacuum cleaner when you have levitating marbles? Tom. Laughs. I gotta admit. That sounds pretty awesome. Jen. Whispering. But wait. There's more. Tom excitedly. What else can these marvelously magical orbs do? Jen. Dramatically. They make perfect companions for lonely people too afraid of commitment because they never leave the ground or break hearts. Tom bursts into laughter, both together enthusiastically. Leviating marbles ink. Because floating friends are forever funny. Commercial ends with funky music. Well folks. 
If you want some weirdly amazing moments in life and give boredom a good old-fashioned lift-off, head over to levitatingmarblesinc.com today. Jen. Giggling. And don't forget to use our exclusive promo code PODCASTFUN for 10% off. Trust us. Your life will never be the same again. Thanks. Levitating Marbles Inc. For making our podcast so wonderfully weird. Add jingle fades out. Welcome back to another exciting episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm Jen. And as always, I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, Tom. How are you doing today, Tom? Hi there, Jen. I'm doing great and ready to dive into another intriguing topic. Today, we're delving into the world of federated learning and ORAN with a focus on an elastic virtualized architecture for multiple distributed machine learning services. That's right, Tom. It's quite a complex topic, but we'll break it down in an intuitive way so everyone can follow along. Let's start by explaining what exactly federated learning is. Absolutely. Federated learning is a technique that allows edge devices to collaboratively train a model without sharing their raw data with a central server. It preserves data privacy while enabling collective intelligence for efficient machine learning. And on the other hand, ORAN refers to Open Radio Access Network. It's an open standard architecture that aims to disaggregate different components of the radio access network and introduce flexibility and interoperability. That's correct. Now let's explore how these two technologies can work together to create an elastic virtualized architecture for distributed machine learning services. In this research paper titled Synergies Between Federated Learning and ORAN Towards an Elastic Virtualized Architecture for Multiple Distributed Machine Learning Services, the authors propose a novel approach called EV Florida that leverages ORAN capabilities. That's right. Jen. F. Florida introduces virtualization, scalability, and elasticity into federated learning architectures with the help of ORAN technologies like slicing and dynamic resource allocation. And through this elastic virtualized architecture, multiple distributed machine learning services can be executed concurrently while optimizing resource usage and ensuring fairness among these services. Absolutely. The authors address several challenges associated with federated learning deployment over wireless networks, such as Florida service operator accumulation and wireless resource fragmentation. And EV Florida tackles these challenges by creating virtual RAN slices for each federated learning service operator, which allows for concurrent execution while balancing resources among different services. That's correct. Jen. By dynamically managing wireless resources and reducing fragmentation, F. Florida enhances the overall performance of distributed machine learning services. And let's not forget about the importance of signal strength fluctuations. In EVFL, adaptive interference management and power control techniques are employed to address these 
Fluctuations caused by user mobility. Absolutely. This ensures uninterrupted communication between nodes and maintains the performance of machine learning training processes. It's truly fascinating how the combination of federated learning and ORAN can lead to an elastic virtualized architecture that optimizes resource usage and enhances the efficiency of distributed machine learning services. You're absolutely right, Jen. This research paper sheds light on new possibilities for future advancements in this field. It identifies open research directions that pave the way for further exploration and innovation in leveraging synergies between federated learning and ORAN. That's so exciting. Tom, as technology continues to evolve at a rapid pace, we can expect to see more groundbreaking research in this area that pushes the boundaries of what is possible with distributed machine learning over wireless networks. Absolutely. Well, it looks like our time is almost up for today's episode. We hope you found our discussion on the synergies between federated learning and ORAN enlightening and informative. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to check out the research paper mentioned earlier if you want more in-depth details on this topic. And as always, Stay tuned for more captivating episodes where we explore cutting-edge technologies across various fields. That's right, Jen. Until next time, keep learning, stay curious, and continue to explore the ever-evolving world of technology. Take care. Goodbye, everyone. Upbeat music playing. Welcome back to the award-winning podcast, folks. And guess what? We have an amazing sponsor for today's episode. That's right. Tom, get ready to spread your wings and fly into fabulousity with Feathered Chimeras Inc. Feathered Chimeras Inc. Where fashion meets the fantastical. They're taking feathers and mythical creatures and merging them together for one of a kind fashion. Creations. Need a griffin-inspired feather boa? They've got you covered. How about phoenix feather earrings that literally light up any room? And ladies, imagine strutting your stuff in a centaur-inspired dress that gives you the grace of a gazelle and the awesomeness of a horse, all at once. Gentlemen, don't worry. You can be just as fabulous with their minotaur jacket featuring actual bullhorns. It's like power dressing meets magical bullfighting. But wait there's more. Need some pizzazz on your feet? Say hello to their Medusa sandals made with serpent scale leather. Warning though. They come petrifyingly close to perfection. Jen. Whispering. I heard if you wear those sandals while walking through gardens. Statues might follow. Tom. Whispering. Well then. Get ready for artistic street cred like never before. Music fades. Jen. Excitedly. So listeners out there craving enchantment in their wardrobes. Tom. Interrupting. Or maybe just want something absolutely ridiculous. Both. Laugh. Jen. Recovered laughter. Exactly. Visit featheredchimerasinc.com now and enter our exclusive podcast code F-E-A-T-H-E-R-E-D-F-U-N at checkout.
for 10% off your first order. Tom. With enthusiasm. Let Feathered Chimeras Inc. Add a touch of mythical madness to your daily attire. Trust us. Folks. These fashion statements are legendary. That's right. Tom. So spread those wings and fly into the wild world of Feathered Chimeras Inc. Where feathers and mythical creatures create fabulous fashion that's out of this world. Tom and Jen. Stay tuned for more hilarious banter after a word from our fantastical sponsor. Music fades out.